the current review. And I'm with my colleague, Mr. Tates, who's the editor-in-chief for Central News. And currently we are being joined by a very interesting young man. Let me put it, young man. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Silomora, who's the current and appointed full-time, not acting people, the current mm -hmm. uh, city mm -hmm. manager for Mangaou Metro Municipality. And this is a young man who brings in energy and yeah, he's planning to turn the city around. So we're going to be having a very interesting conversation, Mr. Bates. Linda, this is a lot due to the fact that Horeb. Hey, this past weekend, he's been faced with difficulties, but he's handling it like a, like a bull. And mm -hmm. first, Mr. Silo, welcome to the current review. And like I said, I'm joined by my colleague, Mr. Tays, who's the editor-in-chief of uh, Central News. And my question is quite simple. Did you manage to get a bath today? <laughs> uh, good morning to your listeners, and thanks very much for inviting us uh, into your program, for inviting me into your program. You see, in the morning when I was arriving late in a meeting with the mayor, I mm. said to me, I had to go and collect water somewhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> And then the mayor, the chief whip said, uh, it's good that it also affects you where you are staying. Mm -hmm. uh, because there was a, a best pipe that affects the area where I'm staying. So obviously I had to go and get water. But yeah, when you get this first experience of things, you will not say people are complaining for nothing. I have that mm -hmm. feeling. I used a Vascom this morning to wash. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what is the current challenge, especially when it comes to the water issues, water issues related, especially in Mangaun, due to the fact that we keep on getting water interruptions time and again, time again, there's pipes being burst and all that. So currently you as the city manager, what are you faced with? Okay, we faced a difficult challenge with regard to water. Uh, the big issue, there is an ongoing, there's always an ongoing maintenance, either from our side or from the, the Val Central. Then there will be a maintenance mm -hmm. also of uh, Saint Lake for its infrastructure. So the past two weeks, there was a lot of uh, maintenance and refurbishment uh, that has taken place. But we have also picked that uh, untimely maintenance also can contribute mm -hmm. to the collapse of the network. So we are undertaking uh the refurbishments currently but we are restoring water at the same time because we cannot let people uh, stay without water like i said it also impacted on us it impacts on everybody mm. we are having even now a truth look with all stakeholders including uh, the val central board the technical aspect of it to check if nothing will collapse um, very soon for us because we are busy now recovering. There was a best pipe uh, yesterday. Just when we were about to restore everything, the best pipe that affected uh, Lilyvale and Woodlands that is uh, situated in Bloomspan. A pipe just burst, and we think it's because of the pressure of water coming in. So uh -huh. it affected only those two areas. But for the rest of the areas, the restoration process is ongoing. But is there any plans to do something about this aging infrastructure. We must remember that Lumpenteng is not a young city. It's a very old and delicate city. And there are uh, pipelines that are very old that needs to be changed. But 
also from the municipality side there's lack of maintenance that is also causing these problems what is the city what are you planning to do about these situations okay we are at this moment also uh, re uh, refurbishing our wastewater treatment works uh, in Marcelsport, but we are also refurbishing uh, the pump stations situated at the, there is a, a, an area called Hamilton in Bloemfontein. Mm. Uh, just now, this is the short-term response. The short-term response, uh, currently, what we picked, some of our pump stations, uh, we did not see if they, uh, their, their current conditions, so they collapsed. That's one other main reason why we couldn't uh, supply water. But we have undertaken a, an emergency refurbishment of those pump stations, but also the major one is the one in Hamilton, which will ensure that uh, we can be able to supply water uh, to a huge part of the city. Currently, there are two uh, areas of supply for water. The Bloom Water or the Val Central mainly focuses on the, the so-called South, which includes uh, parts of the town of Bloemfontein and the township. Then there is Mangaun's own um, water treatments that supplies the North. But now, once we have refurbished on the 10th of December, that's the anticipated completion date. Once we have uh, completed that refurbishment, uh, we'll be able to supply a bigger part of the city. Of course, working together with uh, Bloom Central uh, Water Board to ensure that um, there's no longer going to be any interruption of water supply. We're anticipating that this week will stabilize, but there will be likelihood of water coming in at mm. times uh, probably slower, but by the 10th of December, we are hoping to have stabilized the entire supply. Mr. Tisaka, at least I'll be able to take a shower at the end of the day. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, today there will be water. There will be water, even in areas that have been affected. Yeah. There will be, we anticipate that the Lilyvale uh, woodlands areas would have been restored around three o'clock. Yeah. But the rest of areas will have slower but uh, consistent provision until the 10th. Okay. But, but Mr. Mr. Mowat, um, in some of the things that you are also mentioning, um, it's that you are giving timelines in terms of when the water will be restored. Um, at the moment, what is it that your residents are drinking from? Um, do you supply any water, probably maybe with water tanks that you send to the community? And also in terms of your infrastructure, um, clearly to a certain extent, it speaks to the issue of maintenance, the issue of mm. the infrastructure that you have. As the municipality, are you planning to replace um, the one that you have so that at least in future you don't encounter the same problem? Okay, no, there are plans, like I said, um, the city is growing. Uh, broadly, the city is growing. There are multiple plans to increase the, to improve the water security of the city over long term, because the city is growing. I've just touched on the, the short term now to stabilize, but if I have to talk to the city broadly, there is a business plan worth uh, about three billion that we are currently building for the broader uh, water security of the city. We may not have funds, but there are funding. Uh, opportunities available. You know that the city 
doesn't always spend his money, his budget entirely. But we have plans now to spend the entire budget and also present the three billion proposal to say uh, we've got a water business plan that we have prepared. But same applies to the issues of roads. Um, we will look for money. We will get money uh, because we are going to promote uh, clean governance as an as a base. You know, you cannot you cannot get money if you don't have a a good uh, governance base. So long term, there is that business plan, but there is also the pipeline of Harip. I think uh, you know that um, the city has been attempting to get water from Harip to ensure that we also eliminate uh, the bucket systems as well as the the VIP dwellers. But that's long term. But short term, we are refurbishing the current infrastructure, in particularly our pump stations. We are also refurbishing, uh, we are on the verge of appointing someone that is going to refurbish our wastewater uh, treatment works plant. The the wastewater treatment works is about reuse. One weakness that we have currently in the city is that the water that goes out or that is being used goes caught free. So we are going to reuse that and that will increase uh, uh, our, our supply. Uh, with about 30 to 40 percent of what we are currently doing as the city in terms of the water provision so yeah there are plans but um, we'll concretize those plans within the next two weeks when we are going to hold a strategic session with the new team of uh, hods but currently we are pitching the hole there's no water people are not able uh, like i said when i started i also had to use uh, the bombosi to go and collect water so uh, it affects all of us mm. <laughs> there we've got uh, there are water tankers that we are utilizing oh. uh, provided by ourselves and bloom water so in areas where we've identified we are supplying this uh, water trucks uh, on rotational basis in particular but like i said now the crisis is no longer as widespread as it was last week. So we are left with just few areas. I've just also picked that there is a slowness in terms of providing water in certain areas, but we are meeting with Val Central now at two to ensure that uh, I think our communities are not happy that they've not had water for such a long time. Uh, we're joking with the team that there is witchcraft probably that is taking place <laughs> to ensure that we fail. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> because because yeah. you also understand that you, you've been acting on this position, at least now you're appointed. Um, you've also appointed HODs, which is good for the municipality. Probably won't mm. see any progress, but you still don't have a CFO. And I hear that you're speaking about spending a particular or certain amount of money. Um, mm. When are you also appointing someone in that position so that at least that particular person can also take care of the finances of the municipality? Yeah, remember there is someone who has been acting as CFO no? currently from inside the institution. Uh, the CFO that we wanted to appoint uh, declined the offer, saying that uh, she has been given another offer in the private sector. So we are taking the item back to council, uh, hopefully by next week, uh, where we will re-advertise the posts because uh, power has just gone off from my office. So maybe it's a <laughs> bit darker now. 
Yeah, but yeah, like I said, uh, someone who has been acting, and as you are correctly uh, also said, I've been in this position before, I've been in this city. I know what can work for this city, and I know where there are gaps. So I'm not coming to, to learn a lot. I'm coming to implement. Even the new team of HODs are capable individuals. Uh, that will help us carry this institution forward. But yeah, like I said, there's no time to think for us. We know where there are challenges. A basic service delivery is critical, but we are also thinking beyond basic service delivery. Mangawun is a sleeping giant. It must now start waking up. We want to see Mangawun develop. We want to see Mangawun becoming a construction site. We would want to make it easy uh, for people to do business in Mangawun and increase uh, our revenue base. But CM, tell me Thank something. Um, we've we've had instances where we saw in the past and still currently, revenue collection is still a problem, especially for the city. It, it struggles. Mm -hmm. Almost every municipality is struggling with revenue collection. So in this term, what's your plans in terms of bridging that gap and actually making revenue collection quite easy because i don't think people will be happy right now to go and buy <laughs> water after what we experience but at the end of the day it's a service that needs to be provided and the municipality also needs to make money from all these levies and revenue collection so what plans do you guys have in terms of that financial recovery plan combined with revenue collection L let me tell you something uh, you spoke when we started you spoke about uh, uh, our communication and advocacy mm. we are going to ensure that uh, those that need to pay that can afford to pay do pay uh, those that cannot afford to pay must be put into an indigent register when you you have a, a good indigent register you have those that cannot afford national treasury increases uh, they are equitable share to you. So we are going to engage in an ongoing advocacy and communication program for those that cannot pay and those that can uh, make arrangements. Uh, will Mangawin saying, like I said, it's a sleeping giant. It has potential to take care of a lot of its uh, needs. But if we, we are going to implement a very aggressive uh, revenue collection uh, program, of course, you know that government owes us, the big businesses also owes us, the residents owe us. Mm. So we are going to ensure that we recover what we need to recover. The message is simple. There's nothing for free. Services are not for free. People think that water is for free. Refuse collection is for free. Everything is for free, but there's nothing for free. So that's the message we'll be carrying to residents that we, we have these plans. But these plans, even though they can be funded uh, to some extent from the national fiscal, the national fiscal has shrinked. We as citizens of Mangawung must carry our city. We must not be beggars in our own city. Mm. Uh, let me tell you, just to collect uh, refuse, you need a truck, you need personnel, you need diesel. That truck also has maintenance. There are costs of personnel. There is a lot of costs in everything. To build a road is the same. To maintain your parks, if you don't have resources, uh, you will just wish. People think there is money. Maybe perhaps if I can just explain. In comparison to the province in national, 
the province and national you would say they draw about 97 percent of their income from the central revenue base the municipalities is the estimates of what you can collect mm. and if you can't collect uh, more than 60 percent of your revenue must come from your residence except the weather grants but if you don't have a plan to collect from residents, then you are doomed. Uh, you are not going to achieve anything. People will just say, couldn't they collect just that refuse bin? That collecting yeah. that refuse bin is, is, a, is a costly exercise. So we'll drive that after our strategic session in two weeks' time. Um, we, we are going to talk to residents of Mangaung. We are a city that is not rich, but we are a city that can carry itself. Last time when I was here, just to make estimates, we estimated that from the townships, the Mangaun Township, Pusabelo, Tabanchuna Lady, we were collecting approximately 2% only of what we are supposed to collect. Then the businesses and the north suburbs would carry the city. I think that is wrong and that is unfair. There are people that can still pay in those areas. At least we must reach even likely 30, 40% of mm. collection areas other areas are contributing more than 100 percent of their share and that is why they are able to demand services to say we demand the services mm. and the organizations that have been established that says if you can't take care of this area we'll take care of this area so the residents must take care of their areas there's a, there's a public outcry for especially when it comes to issues around um, tourism, entertainment, hospitality in the city, due to the fact that the people are raising issues, the bloom has become very quiet, has become a dry city. We, we recently saw in one of the, the podcasts where it was mentioned that bloom has become a dry city, it's a dry through town. So is there any plans in terms of reviving and capturing people to come and actually view and actually revive that side of the city? Because Bloom used to be known for, for its Bloomfontein Celtic supporters. You know, and it's like, I want to game. I want to would stay for over days. Nowadays, people don't stay. It has become a ghost town. How are we planning to actually revive that? Are you guys looking into partnerships? Are you looking into working together with certain institutions or organizations what's the plan okay the plan is not a simple one i was saying to the team that yeah, our motto is the city is at the heart of it all that's the message i gave to the colleagues i've said people regard mangaung now or bloomfontein as the city where you can just refuel your car and you pass so we are going to rebuild tourism. There are Numfontein is is a very historical city. It's where almost every party was formed. It's supposed to be a museum city uh, with regard to South Africa's democracy, but it's not uh, it's not showing that potential. But we think if we can get services right, if we can get uh, if we can get the city to be right, it can attract investments. And we are planning to have an investment summit uh, early next year, January or February, where we will ask the investors, what is it that you want to see in Mangao? But obviously, if you get services right, if you get your roads right, if you get your water right, 
you don't need to convince people to come but we have our own amenities our zoo uh, our naval hill and uh, plenty other uh, amenities that we have in the district or in the metro that we must revitalize that we must bring back to life um, you spoke about the issue of sports mangaung has been known as a, a sports tourism mega is central we are also going to relook how we uh, we will of course will not be able to revitalize celtics it's not our space but we must create mm. an environment where someone would say i want to bring a football team into this area uh, even if it's not celtics but of course our preference would be to have celtics uh, being operational it, it used to bring vibe uh, the issue of tourism is very critical we don't have a lot as a city that we can offer but the issues of tourism is like a free money when you got tourism people come it has its own multiplier effect you 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 know that um, when you host makuf or when you host a football team our accommodation areas are taken but we want to go beyond just accommodation we want people to say i've watched celtics where else can i go during the day uh-huh. where else can i go during the night i, I don't just come and watch football uh, but we've got a new team i've thrown ideas to them and i've said uh-huh. in two in two weeks i want these ideas uh, to find life so that by next year we run some ideas don't require a lot of money they just require uh, a bit of innovation so i've thrown some of the ideas to the colleagues to say this is my welcoming gift to you you are welcome to mangaung but you are not coming here to sleep Mm. i will not share those ideas as yet okay we are also speaking about um getting the services right and we know for sure that those services are going to be um, activated by the right team um, from the municipality. Um, I was asking you a question of the CEO because I think it's a very critical position in the municipality because mm. it deals with the finances of the municipality. And you also mm. responded about the acting CFO, but mm. you've also, uh, you also pick up that in June this year, 2023, you were, um, you got, you didn't managed to get an unqualified audit report um, as the mm-hmm. municipality you've been placed mm-hmm. under administration for a longer period now and at some point to be placed under a administration as a municipality it, it sounds as if you cannot or you are unable to manage your affairs as the city mm-hmm. manager that has been newly appointed what is your plan in terms of getting out of this um, thing of being putting or of being in a position of whereby you are under administration. Okay, there is an adopted uh, financial recovery plan. It has uh, some elements in it, but there is an element of good governance. Let me tell you one thing, even in your private space, if a bank wants to give you money, but it finds your financial affairs are a mess, no bank will give you money. So the primary thing that we are prioritizing is to get uh, our house in order. Appointment of HODs is the step in the right direction. Uh, one of the reasons why National wanted to take money from us was also that issue of uh, 
not being able to appoint permanent officials. So we have appointed uh, the permanent officials. Unfortunately, the CFO declined the offer. But we are also going to instill amongst personnel. Uh, you find personnel that is disillusioned, uh, that is not motivated. So we are going to meet with personnel as well to make them part of this financial recovery. Financial recovery is not a top management issue. It's not only about finances, but it's also about how you manage finances, how you manage your affairs as an institution. And we are going to correct that. We are going to ensure that we do things the right way. Um, immediately when you start doing things the right way, like I said, uh, you'll be able to attract investors. Uh, an, an example, even a person that just buys a home in Mangaum, pays mm. rates and taxes, buys water, buys electricity, that's revenue to the city, that's part of recovery. We're also going to ensure that our processes of uh, approvals of plans or any investments are made to be a lot easier to ensure that those that want to put money don't have to knock into many doors. It's a simple process. And immediately when people start paying for their recent taxes and the new ones start coming in, there is financial recovery, improved services, and boom, Mangaung grows. There are cities that are smaller or towns that are smaller than Mangaung, but that are managed properly. So I, the mm. central theme for me is proper governance, governance with a, a good element of integrity, uh, predictability of services, projectability of his finances. So once we get that one right, it's not something that happens overnight, but we are we are going to push it overnight. Mangawe has been sleeping for a long time, and we think there is no time to say uh, we'll see tomorrow. There is no tomorrow for us. Now, tell me, tell me something. Uh, you, since you are a very young and energetic person, and that is very out there, like you very, you have presence within the community, and it's something that that we need to applaud when something good is done. And you mm -hmm. recently introduced your new team that you'll be working with. How accessible is your team going to be? Because in the past, people used to cry about accessibility, like you would struggle to, to, to have an appointment with an HOD or a manager, or you get to the office and people are not there. How are you going to, because I can see also with the current mayor that presence is being introduced to the community. What plans do you guys have in terms of making sure that your current team is accessible to the people. Okay, the, the primary thing why people want access to officials is services. Mm. That's the central message. People do not call you because they they want to have a nice discussion with you. People call you because service levels are not okay. Uh, but once we improve services, uh, we build a proper call center as well. Uh, there will be no need for people to want to meet. You will not want to talk to me about the sewer if there is an adequate mechanism that has been put in place to respond to your to the issue that you are raising. But you'll sometimes people will phone you so that you can put them top on the list. <laughs> and it can <laughs> be a, a tiring exercise. But what we are planning to do, once we stabilize services, uh, we've got some money, for instance, to stabilize Freedom Square, sewer system is the worst in the city. We've got some money from National Treasury. But we'll, once we reinstate services, 
uh, there will be no need for people to want frequent calls. But yeah, as civil servants, we must be accessible to the citizens. We are not saving at our own behest. That's the message also. Immediately when I picked that, the certain senior official did not take a call of a resident. I demand immediate accountability. But we want that to go down to the lowest level. We are not saving because we are important. We are saving because we are privileged. And we must use that privilege to assist the citizens. Not to be a status that I'm city manager, I'm HOD, and therefore I'm untouchable. No one is untouchable. If we get consistent complaints, people will have to account. But in the meantime, yeah. like I said, once we stabilize services, there'll probably be no need for many calls of people wanting to talk to an individual who would have stabilized services. And and in terms of the, recently we saw the Sayango, okay, young girls that have been abducted and Mangaung has become a place of unlawlessness, if I may put it that way, due to the fact that there's lack of visibility when it comes to law enforcement and all that. And we know the city has its own law enforcement. And in the past, we know over there, there used to be a problem with resources and manpower and all that. Is there, within your plans, is there a way to actually stabilize and actually rectify what's been currently happening? Let me say to you, as citizens of Mangaung, we are very obedient. In short, there is no enforcement in the city. Mm. We are very obedient. I've seen that people observe even traffic uh, signs or traffic lights uh, without any persuasion. And we must applaud the citizens for being disobedient. But there is a gap. I've already told the the newly appointed uh, HOD for community safety. Whether we like it or not, the metropolis must be reinstated. Mm. Uh, we'll follow a different process than the one that was followed initially. But we must reinstate uh, visible enforcement. When you are in cities like uh, Devon, for instance, Cape Town, uh, Johubek, yeah. every corner you see that there is something. Whether armed or not armed, there will always be someone there um, who serves as an authority figure with regards to uh, enforcement. So we are going to restart the, the metropolis um wiser now because uh, we have learned some of the lessons wiser and within the resources that the city has but we think the resources that we have we can be able to restart the process and we are going to look for partnerships i think everyone wants a safer city we look for partnerships also from the private sector and from other spheres of government your rtmc and others to mm. say here is a problem in Mangawu. Mangawu is not a very violent city, but we need visible policing. So we'll see those partnerships. We have already started those discussions with the newly appointed uh, HOD to say that uh, early next year we must be in a position to launch a metropolis, a visible metropolis, not just law enforcement. Mm. Mr. Tim? Yeah, no, Mr. Mawe, I, I would have given you your flowers by now as you are coming from the city of roses, um, roses. but um, 
we are still expecting much from you. You are a newly appointed city manager. There's a lot that has, that has been happening there. You are placed under administration. There's been protest of your workers there. Also, service delivery has been an issue there. Um, in terms of issues of workers, probably in the medium term and long term, um, what is your plan as the city manager? Because at times you'll understand, especially when it comes to um, protest of um, workers in the municipality, a city manager will come out of his office and speak to the workers in terms of taking them into the confidence of the municipality. So what is your long term in terms of such issues? Are we going to see probably again protests that are brought by the workers that are not being paid by a metro municipality, not just the municipality? Okay. Uh... The situation of workers uh, is the situation of the city as a whole. When you're under recovery or financial, as you said, uh, we are under administration. It means there were problems. Uh, but uh, as you know, I'm coming for the second time, and we are zooming into these problems. Uh, we have already started. We have held, uh, there is what they call LLF or local labor forum. That's where that's something that was not active in the past. That's where we ourselves and the leadership of workers uh, can thresh issues, reach agreements, and provide way forward. But yeah, the, the current situation, they, except for the 120 workers that were employed some two years ago, Mangaung has not really recruited workers. Our workers are overburdened. Uh, we must recruit more workers, but uh, we must also create an open door policy with regard to engagements with workers. They also do understand they are part of what is happening in the city. Uh, but the main confrontation that we picked has always been about uh, the overtime or payment for for labor, if we may say. I've already told the, the HOD that uh, let's start engagements on the ship systems. Is projectable, you know, you can budget for it. In that way, there will be no need for excessive overtime. There will be no need for excessive strikes with workers. So we are planning to get resources first and then uh, plan along the issues also of uh, financial wellness for the workers. Remember, some of our workers are heavily indebted. Can they depend uh, on the overtime? Even though at times they will say that, no, we're not just pay us. Don't worry about whether uh, we have problems or not, but we must also enter that space. We must be able to meet with some of the financial institutions and say, man, you have overburdened this worker. This worker takes home 8,000, you, you indebt him up to 7,000. So we must enter that space as well on their behalf. I, I know it may not sound uh, brilliant for them at this moment, but it's a long-term thing that we are thinking. We, we are going to also look at the conditions of service for workers from time to time. They are not machines. They are not just coming, waking up and coming to work. So we must take care of their things. When you take care of your personnel, um, half the job is done. I always say when you operate with machines, you put your oil or you put money into it, the machine operates. But when you take care of your personnel, you are taking care of the institution for a long time. We will have dialogues with them 
Today I wanted to go to two of the plants. I'm a person that goes to the workers, but there were other meetings. So we'll still go to the workers, we'll engage them, and we'll hear what is their thinking, and we'll hear what will make them tick. But like I said, we must also get our systems in order. We must implement shift system for the service delivery departments, and we must get vehicles, mainly for the service delivery departments. And I think the machine will start operating better. Uh, Mr. Moresh, just before yes, I conclude, um, I got a very interesting comment from one of the viewers. And they just want to know, Hore, if you can quickly mention um, your HODs that have really been appointed so that they can actually appoint themselves. You know people want to do their research, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay, there is uh, Mr. Israel Hamanyani, who is uh, the head for community safety. Uh, he served the city. Uh, he holds uh, a master's in policing. Yeah, I might just uh, reflect that. He has worked at various institutions, including IPT. He's a career policeman, so he's fit for the post. We've got uh, Ms. Nokutula Chakani, who is the head of economic development, wow. uh, planning and human settlement. She has an honors in economics currently busy with her master's in development economics. We've got Mr. Duma, who is head of corporate services. He's got two honors related to local government. One is uh, honors in public law. The other is an honors in uh, public administration uh, with vast experience in the public sector. We've got uh, Dr. Tinda, Dr. Tawang Tinda, who is the head of community services. He holds a PhD in climate change, so he's the head of community services. He has worked also in various institutions. Yeah, then we've got the last one, which is Ikmelian uh, Revelation uh, Masube. He holds two engineering degrees, currently busy with a master's in the same engineering field, focus being on the protection of uh, infrastructure assets, which I think is what would require. So. That's the team we've got. Uh, none of them only ended at undergraduate. They are still, some of them are still even pursuing studies with a vast experience also uh, in the public sector and in local government. That's the team we yeah. assembled. Mm. No, that's good to hear. So, and we have come to the end of our show. I would have loved to kept you longer. Like I said, I've got a hundred questions, but I had to summarize them. Yeah. But we'll definitely, mm contact with you more more often as best as possible just to get an update in terms of how the city is looking due to the fact that oh, hey you are driving a big truck here and Mangaung, like you said it's not just only it's it's a diamond that we've been sleeping on that needs to be repolished mm. and actually be mm. presented to the people so mm. without saying much mr Mora, all i'm gonna say is all the best and hopefully by three o'clock i'll have my water so i can have my shower okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks so, very much. Uh, I think, uh, like I said, we feel privileged. Uh, we are not feeling important. We feel privileged uh, to be given this huge task. And uh, we are ready. We are ready to carry this task. Uh, there's no second chances here. There is just one chance. Mangaung is at rock bottom. The only way it can go is up and uh, that's the commitment that i also have from the team and from the political side that 
we must get Mangaung right. And I think the support is there as well as you said, politically and also from the community. Uh, we are not going to let the citizens of Mangaung down. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. And also, please inform your team to avail themselves because we would love to actually profile them and mm-hmm. get them to to actually tell us about their plans, you know, so that the community get to hear what's, what's no, to happen. No, no Maybe, that we'll drive that message home. Mm. Yeah, so definitely after your strategic planning, let's let's have a one-on-one with them and get to know them. Kapaya, Mr. Most definitely, most definitely. The community needs to know them more than us knowing them. So we're bringing them on this platform mm-hmm. so that the people can see them and see what they have in play. Right. Now, thanks, so, we'll bring them, but I would request that because they are just arriving, yeah. allow us that session uh, after we have all allocated and agreed in terms of our work, then they will be availed via our communications. I think it's always important also to to go via our communications unit under Mr. Kedama to ensure that uh, we don't communicate all over the place as well. Thanks mm-hmm. very much. No, thank you very much. And ladies and gentlemen, that is Mora, the young Mr. Mora, the current city manager for Mangaum Metro Municipality. And like I say, he's all over, he's on his social media. He's the one city manager that I know can actually, you can reach, you won't even get to struggle. And like I said, Mangaum is a task for him. And I believe that it's in good hands. And may you do your best, my, my brother. May you do your best. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And Mr. G, we have come to the end of our show. And it's been a very interesting discussions that we've been having from current issues to crime stats and all that. And what do you have to say? Hey, for your first time show, you're the editing chief of Central News. You're the the guy who gives us the news. Yeah. No, Mr. Kotze, thank you so much for hosting me today. Um, Lovely show. I love the culture. Love in terms of how we analyze the news and give people the information that they need. Um, it's been a very fruitful one. Let's go back to our offices and work. We still have the president coming to free state. We still have a member of the ANC and the MNC of Mukaka local municipality um, who is arrested um, in connection with allegations. We are following that story. We are also following another story which is in connection with Machaka Khadebe. Um, police are still looking for suspects who have done this, whether it's one suspect or many, we don't know at least up to this point, but police are also asking the community in terms of assisting them with the relevant information. So beyond the news, central news, people must um, keep an eye on the platform, read our news, and also just look at what we have for them, especially on this Friday, we have the newspaper coming as a weekly paper. Mm. So how do people access the, the the newspaper? Because I know I always share it with people, especially online. Do we have a print? Do we Are we still online? What's, what's going on? Yeah, for now, we're still online, but our people can access that newspaper on our platforms, Facebook, Twitter, also Instagram and other platforms. But the moment we post it on Friday, you can just click on the link. When you click on that link, the link will give you the whole newspaper, which has um, at least eight pages of sports, business, politics, crime, 
and some of the service delivery stories that are happening in the Northwest province in Free State as well as in Gauteng. So for now we're still online, but you can access it. It's um, very accessible. It will come in a format of PFD or yeah, PDF. And also you can share with other people and also get the updates on what's happening, at least in these three provinces that I've mentioned. So basically we do touch base in the Northwest, Free State and Gauteng. Any plans to move into other provinces? Well, we'll definitely have to go with the management and sit and talk about that but for now we want to dominate in the northwest province free state as well as how they you also understand even this week we gave you updates on the arrest of illegal miners um that were arrested um at least on monday some over the weekend so for now we are still in northwest um counting as well as in counting i mean free state but in terms of going outside of those provinces we'll have to um, go back to the management and discuss that idea. Once we have done that, we'll come back to our people and also announce that now we are in KZN, now we are in um, Limpopo, for an example. Yeah, so Linda, hopefully one day I'll be in discussion for my race one day. <laughs> but uh, without wasting time, ladies and gentlemen, that's our editor-in-chief for Central News, Mr. Ace, and you'll be seeing him quite often. Because you, you, you're quite a good analyst. I don't know why you shouldn't be doing this. He's such a good, it's nice to see a, a young editor, actually, who's very informative and, yeah. And, but all the best, my friend, all the best. You're doing a good job. Uh, you're keeping up with the consistency, which is something that is very good. And with this platform that also was created, thanks to Central News, uh, the current review, it's actually starting to reach its people. Now we're looking into ways of developing it and actually growing it very soon. Uh, it will be a nice fully fleshed show that you can actually now start streaming it and viewing it very soon. And it's the best, best of both worlds, like me and Tami, we've got our own podcast that we do. And we will share also the podcast because I know recently in the upcoming new season, the answer, I've got a couple of very interesting uh, people that are coming in to actually be talking about the current economic status, the current love affairs, not talk about everything. You know, I'm that person that speaks, that has those uncomfortable conversations with people. And it's, I believe it's time that we have them, especially now that we are going to election and it's quite a big election next day. But Mr. T, thank you very much for joining me today. It was a very interesting and a very nice show. Uh, I enjoyed actually having, being in conversation with you. And I'm looking forward to many more of these. And with that said, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Debo Hokozi and you caught me live on the current review. You can also catch the answer on YouTube. It's called the Answered Essay. And without wasting any time, I'm out. It's now 12.37. Thank you. Kitty Zemba, I'm going for a swim.